to another fun-filled episode of Where I Long to Be, a magical trip report podcast. My name is Virginia, and I am your host. For any new listeners out there, this podcast is dedicated to trip reports for all things Disney and Universal, whether a trip to the parks, a cruise, or to one of the other worldwide Disney properties. If you or someone you know have a trip coming up, I'd love to chat with you about your trip. What makes a good trip report guest? Simply excitement about your trip and the willingness to do an interview both before and after you travel. That's all. It's a lot of fun and a great way to preserve your trip memories or to easily share them with friends and family. So if you're interested, you'll find that information in the show notes. Now let's get into this episode. Today, you will hear my post-trip interview with Jessica Mesa from Martin Magical Travels. Jessica is a travel agent who specializes in Disney. For anyone who didn't catch her pre-trip report, this was a mother-daughter trip to Disneyland to check out the Halloween decorations. They stayed at the Anaheim Majestic Garden Hotel, which is an off-site Disneyland good neighbor property. How did she like it? Well, you'll have to listen to find out. As you follow along with this episode, you can check out some of the photos from Jessica's trip on the podcast Instagram page. So now let's hear how it all went. Hello. Welcome back, Jessica. Thank you so much. Good to be back. So you are fresh off your trip. Today is October the 22nd for everybody who's listening, and you've only been back a couple of days. So have you been able to do any kind of recovery for yourself in those couple of days, whether it's rest, laundry, all the things you have to do after a trip? Laundry. That's the only thing that's happened so far. Uh, We finally got through it yesterday. So, And I'm the kind of person where I'm washing the backpacks. I'm washing everything. So the only thing I've learned not to, yeah, yeah. I just, you know, my daughter is still young. So the backpacks are all over the ground and the airplane. And um, the only thing I learned not to wash was the princess dresses because the cute little, they have a nice little foil design on them usually that'll wash right off. So we don't wash those. We just live with it. We pretend like they're, they're okay. That's what Febreze is for, right? (laughs) Right, right. Those will not be washed. So exactly. I remember from my childhood, they made this like, do your dry cleaning at home thing where you could like put your stuff into a bag with a some sort of dryer sheet type thing and throw it in the dryer for 30 minutes. And then it was supposedly clean. (laughs) I don't know how well they worked or if they still exist. Yes. I don't know if they worked. I do think they still exist, um, but that's a good question. I might have to do that. But, you know, those dresses, I feel like they'll melt in the dryer. I mean, oh, they're yeah. just so different. Like also back when those dresses were a different quality than they are now and mm-hmm. you could wash them. They didn't have all the fancy frills that they do now. So right. they, just, they can't be touched with water, heat, anything. You uh-huh. just wear it till it falls apart. <laughs> yeah. Which is totally fine, as long as she's enjoying herself. That's right. (laughs) All right. Well, how was your trip overall, if you could sum it up into a sentence? It was very successful. Um, We did everything we wanted to do, but very busy as well. Okay. Well, let's start right at the beginning with your flight. So you were flying into John Wayne Airport. Any issues with the flight? Was it on time? It was on time. We took the I want to say one of the first flights out that day, we arrived at John Wayne right after 8 a.m. So we had gotten up 3 a.m. our time. 
um, got to the airport by five. I know. I don't know why I do that to myself constantly, <laughs> but I, it always seems like a great idea. Um, I know I'm why really it lucky. is. It's because you want to pack the most magic into the little time you have. That's exactly why. <laughs> <laughs> well, on the trip, I think we spoke about last time was supposed to just be real fast Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So we right. needed that whole day Monday. So absolutely. So no, the flight was great. Um, it was very smooth. Everything went as well as it can be on a public flight, you know, domestic flight. Um, and then we arrived at John Wayne and weather was beautiful. I live in Colorado. So immediately I'm like, oh, geez, it's really hot in California. But it wasn't bad. Um, 70s, 80s. And we were able to That's just perfect. lift. Honestly. It's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. And I checked the humidity because I, I always think, oh, my gosh, it's so humid. It's only 40 percent. So it wasn't bad. Well, this is what I hear about from my friend who lives it, actually in your same town. We talked about it off oh, offline, right. <laughs> um, but but she always talks about because she grew up on the East Coast and and only moved to to Colorado during the pandemic. And the thing she talks about the most is how not humid it is. So it's like a different kind of heat there, and in the winter, even even though it's really cold because of the way the air is. It's not that bad, she always says. And so I wonder, even if it wasn't that humid in California, like you would just feel it more than maybe the average person. Absolutely. Yes, we feel it immediately. And we get humid days here, but, and you know, everyone talks about it, you know, oh, it's mm -hmm. so humid today. It'll be like 20%, but yeah, I, <laughs> I feel it. And, and, you know, it just hits different, like you said. So absolutely. But, um, so a little bit humid, but we now that my daughter is old enough to not be in a car seat she has a booster we have a travel booster but we are able to use lyft or uber so we use lyft go from john wayne to disneyland or to the resort in this case to the hotel and uh, it's a 15 minute ride which is so nice um, really fast we hit it right perfect after rush hour or before who knows how california traffic works um so it really was a 15 minute ride very Quick, efficient, loved it. Um, and we were actually at the um, Majestic Anaheim this time, which we've never been to before. So tell us a little bit about that hotel. What were the rooms like? How did you feel about it in comparison to some of the other ones that you've stayed at? Because I, I know that you mentioned you stayed at the Camelot Inn before and the Fairfield, and you had liked both of those. Yes. And we have also stayed on property, as they say, in Disneyland um, at the Paradise Pier. So those sure. three, I mean, kind of going down and down and down as we go more often. Um, <laughs> so the thing that I liked about the Anaheim Majestic, and I didn't want to like it when I, when I booked it, it was simply because I wanted to add that extra day. And I was super worried because it's, they kind of rate them by how far away they are when they're good neighbor hotels in Disneyland. This was a one half mile to a mile. So I was already cringing because no more walking than I'm already doing. Um, and I'm used to Camelot and Fairfield. It's quite literally across the street. So Anaheim Majestic was still across the street. However, it was on the opposite side of Disneyland. So we could see Galaxy's Edge. We could see the, the mountains, the rocks, whatever they call those from the hotel. So you were on like the Disneyland Hotel Paradise Pier side of the park. Somewhat. 
Um, I would even say further than that. We were closer to that for sure. Um, We could see all that, but we were on a side of the park where you can't enter. So we could see it. We were right there, but you can't go in there. So you literally need to go, you know, straight down one road, way down another. It was a 21 minute walk. So I decided not to do that. I, you know, mapped it on the Google maps and it said 21 Uh minutes. And I also noticed you're going up over a hill because you have to cross on top of the the five, the highway there. So we were not doing that. So we got to the Anaheim Majestic and I was very pleasantly surprised despite all these previous thoughts going through my head. They have a very nice setup. When you go to places like the Camelot and the Fairfield, because of their proximity to Disneyland, the amenities are very low. They don't have restaurants. They don't have you know, anything in there, they might have a basic pool. Um, so this one had a nice pool. It had a few different restaurants. They had like a deli set up. They had uh, more of a breakfasty area where you would eat. And they also had a Japanese restaurant. We did not eat there, but um, they had a full service sit down restaurant. They had a full bar. They have just a lot of lobby space. Like you might be used to seeing in like Walt Disney world, where when you check in, They have like the little area to the side for the kiddos to watch movies and things like that while they're waiting for the parents. Um, So just a really expansive setup compared to what we're used to in Disneyland. Okay. And the shuttle service they had, I assume because you didn't want to walk, you took advantage of that. Was it convenient? It was. Um, It takes a little getting used to, but again, I think I thought about it like I'm more, I go to Disneyland a lot more often when you're in Disney world unless you're at one of those hotels that are surrounding like Epcot or Magic Kingdom, you're shuttling somewhere or you're using some mode of transportation. So I think if you are more of a Walt Disney World person, this is normal. Um, For me, I'm just used to being able to walk and not wait for people or transportation. So for me, it was a little hard to get used to, but no, they had a regular shuttle. Um, It ran every 30 minutes from the hotel. And then it was let's say you want to catch the shuttle from the parks. It was either 15 minutes after the hour or 45 minutes after the hour. So still every 30 minutes, very convenient. Um, they actually, it was, you see in the, on the website, they have these large like Greyhound looking bus vehicles. They were just school buses. They were white school buses. Um, I think that maybe their regular vehicles were under maintenance. That's what I'm going to assume because they had the logo like taped to the side. So it was like very temporary looking, but they had like three of these huge white school buses there, which you look at it and you're like, oh, okay, but who cares? It's a two minute ride um, right. and it fits like 75 people. So when you look at the line of people and you get worried, it's okay because there's 75 seats in there. Basically everyone got on every time. Uh, I will say the rope drop, we had to be in line at 6.30 in the morning for that bus because the first bus leaves at 7 um, because the Disneyland parks actually open at 8 a.m. versus um, 9 a.m. in Disney World, I think. So rope drops at 8. So to get on that first bus and make sure you're on it, you have to be in line, you know, 6.30, 6.45, and then it'll take you to the parks and then you're there roughly 45 minutes early, which was fine. We were quite literally rope dropping. We were on the rope. So it worked out pretty well. Lots of extra planning though. I'm not used to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad they had that available as an option. I don't know. I'm just trying to think like if it were me 
and the option was getting in line that early for the bus. I feel like at least in the morning when my legs were fresh, I might just walk the morning and then take the bus back. I thought about it um, until I saw, like I said, the hill. Um, I'm glad I didn't try it because as I mentioned the last time we spoke, I'm still taking the stroller right now because, you know, we're, we are in the parks 12 hours a day. I have all this stuff. I'm a stuff person. So we usually just use it. We park the stroller somewhere in the middle of Disneyland. We'll leave like the backpacks and the water bottles there. And then if my daughter's tired at the end of the night, I'll let her ride in it. Uh, When I saw the hill and thought about the stroller, it was a deal breaker for me. (laughs) I'm just not doing it. (laughs) (laughs) And, And you bring your own stroller or did you use a rental service there? We, we do bring our own. Um, it's just really easy with um, Southwest and especially at John Wayne. They have a very easy pickup um, process. And DIA is a little bit worse when we get home or it's called Den. Den is a little bit worse. Um, they have just such a bigger baggage claim. Finding the stroller yeah. is kind of a nightmare, but at John Wayne, it's simple. And it's kind of one of those things. It's a throwaway stroller if we need to, so. Okay, got it. So as a travel planner, though, for other people who might be looking to do a Disneyland trip, I'm imagining that there are stroller rental services much like there are in Orlando. Do you know of any that are good that you feel comfortable recommending? You know, we usually recommend the stroller rental just right through Disneyland. It's right by the entrance and it's very simple. They'll suit you up with the you know, a double stroller if needed. Usually that's the standard. They also have single strollers and it's just very convenient being right by the entrance. It's not a huge demand. I mean, depending on the time of year, I imagine it can be a huge demand, but that's usually what we recommend. Now I will say when we stay at the Camelot, they offer their own stroller service. They also have the scooters there on site. So you can arrange it directly through them. Mm -hmm. So that is nice. They have a huge selection of strollers and the scooters. Mm -hmm. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. You never know when you're going to need that kind of thing, depending on like the multi-generational trips. Or let's say you just break your leg and you need a scooter. (laughs) We saw lots of that when we were there. Yep, absolutely. (laughs) Oh, gosh. That is is my fear is that one day I'm going to have a trip coming up and I'm going to break a limb and... (laughs) It's just uh-huh. going to be miserable. I'm always careful, but I would say I'm extra careful right before trips. <laughs> oh yeah. We were going to go on a bike ride before the trip. And I thought we're not going to do that. We're going to, we're just going to walk because I don't need this right now. We don't need scrapes. <laughs> we don't need bruises, broken arms. Like let's just walk. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So the first day you dropped all your things off at the hotel and then you were planning to go straight into Disneyland. What time did you end up arriving in the park? We arrived basically at 10 a.m. sharp, um, just with dropping the bags off. We did not have a room ready, which was fine. Um, Getting on the bus, we were off a little bit on the schedule because we arrived prior to the hour um, that the, the, you know, 10 o'clock hour that the bus would have come. So I think, I think the bus had come early. We were able to hop on about 945. We were like the only ones getting on the bus. So we were able to go straight in. Um, Security lines were low, of course. Uh, And once we got into the parks, I would say about 10 o'clock. And I immediately noticed it was extremely crowded, which usually if it's before noon, it's not bad. You can still get a lot done before noon when everyone kind of starts to pour in. 
And I couldn't figure out why. And I realized that that day was actually the actual 100th anniversary of Disney. So we've been celebrating that all year. But the actual day was Monday. So when I realized that, I'm like, oh, that's what's going on here. So it was actual Disney 100th anniversary that day. Oh, so I'm sure you had all the regular crowd, plus all the people who knew it was the 100th anniversary, plus all the vloggers and Mm -hmm. influencers Mm -hmm. and all of that. Okay, wow. Well, I'm glad you figured it out. (laughs) Yes, I uh, normally, you know, I always think of Monday and Friday as kind of the same thing. It's someone extending their weekend. So, you know, they'll stay till Monday or they'll start coming in Thursday, Friday. So we always try to hit the middle of the week to be Mm -hmm. as efficient as possible. So at first it didn't worry me too much, but I'm telling you, it was packed. So, um, but it was really cool. It was a different kind of vibe, little buzz going around, you know? Yeah. Did they offer anything special that was for that day only? Like merchandise or characters or anything? No, not that I saw. Uh, We were waiting. They had just stopped the big Magic Happens parade, which we Mm -hmm. have seen Um, We were there in January and we were there in June already this year. So we've seen the parade plenty of times. Love that parade. I was really bummed. They actually just stopped it on uh, the 18th. Well, let me think here. The last one was the 17th. So we were there the day after the parade stopped, which was a huge bummer. I had read there was going to be a cavalcade, kind of like from the COVID days. Um, Uh Didn't see it. Never heard it. People were lining up and we waited around for a little while. But once it was clear that because a cast member had told me it starts in two minutes. So we sat there and waited and waited and nothing happened. We didn't hear the usual like music queuing up. So we just kept going. So I don't know if it was an issue or if they just didn't uh, do it that day. So we never saw it. Huh. So were there any other parades while you were there? No, there was no parades. They have Oogie Boogie going on about every other night, Oogie Boogie Bash. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think during that time, they really cut down on what the daytime offerings are. They do have the fireworks um, on select nights when Oogie Boogie is not happening. Um, And they have the projection shows. But during the day, there's right now, I, I imagine until the Christmas season starts, we don't have anything. So, which is okay. I mean, like I said, we saw magic happens a ton of times earlier in the year. Um, I will say we did a count. I think we saw over 30 characters that day though. So it was just roaming around. That's how they do it in Disneyland. They just roam around. The only characters that have specific areas, sort of how they do it in Walt Disney World are Tinkerbell. She has Pixie Hollow and Anna and Elsa. They have inside animation academy they have their own setup which we have done before we actually saw anna out on the prowl this time so she was out walking around we saw almost every princess um including mulan and moana and merida um we saw something that i think is disneyland has the kind of rare characters they say so you know we saw tons of them but we always see mary poppins We see Bert walking around with her. We saw Lady Tremaine and the stepsisters hanging out by the carousel. Um, So we just, we saw tons of characters. It was neat because they have a wishing well in Disneyland, kind of to the uh, right-hand side of the castle. If you're standing, if you're coming from Main Street and there was the evil queen and Maleficent just hanging out by the wishing well. So that was super cool. Chilling, making wishes. Just 
just hanging out. Yeah. Um, but that's where you'll see the most characters. If you have a little kiddo who wants to see characters, you've got to hang out by the carousel or by that wishing well. And another kind of hot spot is over by Small World. There's just, for some reason, they come from there. So that's where we see the majority of the characters. Okay. Well, what else was on your agenda for that first day? Not much. And it rapidly changed as I realized how busy it was. So even though we had paid for Genie Plus in advance for our whole trip, which you can do in Disneyland, even those were booked up. So it became, okay, let's find out what to do when it's so busy. So we hopped over. Um, I hadn't really noticed this before. I think it's been go- it's been this way for a while, but we went to Tom Sawyer's Island, which has been renamed to Pirate's Lair. Oh, so it has? Was, yeah, in Disneyland. I'm not sure I about did not Disney hear, World. No, not in Disney World for sure, but I had not heard that about Disneyland. That's interesting. Okay. So is there still Tom Sawyer theming on the island? Not really. I think they've basically, it's it's very similar to what I've seen in years past. They keep most of it the same, but they've really tried to push more into like the Pirates of the Caribbean, I think, because there was like the blacksmith shop, um, which I don't remember seeing. And it had William Turner's name over the door. So I think they were oh, okay. pushing more towards that. It is pretty close in proximity to Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, in Disneyland. So I think that's what they're pushing for. Um, So we went over there and um, it's never crowded there. I mean, you could quite literally take a nap on that side. Yeah. Um, And so we we just walked around there, explored. More of it was open this time than when we had been there in June. Um, So there was just more to explore, look at. My daughter ran around. The caves are so tiny. I remember last time getting like stuck and, and hitting my head and, you know, stumbling around. So I told her, I'm not going in. I'll wait mm-hmm. for you out here. So she was running around through the little caverns and caves that they have. But so that was a big part of how we spent our time. And then, you know, the boat rides are always a good thing. But the Mark Twain was under refurbishment this time because normally I'll jump on the Mark Twain and we'll do a loop. Other than that, we really just took in a lot of sights and sounds. I will admit I had Park Hopper, so I did pay for the Radiator Springs racers because we quite literally couldn't do anything else. So we went over there and she was getting disappointed because either everything was either down or at a 45 minute wait. So we went ahead and did that. That was a lot of fun and then just kind of walked around. So sometimes that's what you got to do. Yeah. Well, that's the name of the game is just kind of being flexible, adjusting and knowing enough about the options that you have so that when you need to do that, you can. Absolutely. Yep. And of course we went to the stores because air conditioning and that's just something you can do. So, Uh (laughs) yeah. Um, But I would say at the end of that day, we just walked around the uh, Anaheim Majestic. I did a little Uh Instagram uh, tour of the hotel. We talked about the amenities. I've never been there. So that was neat. Um, They have a ton of Halloween decorations up right now. So we were able to kind of walk around the hotel and look at their decorations on the outside, they have courtyards and they were really decked out. So that was something that to keep us busy and a good time. Was that um, an Instagram post? So it'll still be available on your page. I did use it as a highlight. So okay, um, because it was just in stories. Yep. So there's a highlight. I have a whole um, highlight of the hotels that I've been to recently. Kind of a little tour of that. 
So the next morning, which was October the 17th, I, I like how we're talking about this like it was so long ago. I, I don't know if you feel like that, but I feel like the way I'm talking about it is like a long time ago, but this Maybe literally just happened. happened. <laughs> yes. All right. So how was Tuesday? So Tuesday, we were prepared. I realized how busy it was going to be. So as happens in Disney, I don't know if this is just me or lots of us, I woke up very early because you kind of get that sense of urgency right off the bat, especially if you can hear the other people in the hotel rustling around. That just gives me incredible anxiety. I'm like, oh, geez, other people are awake. Let's go. So uh, we got up very early. We were both ready by like 6 a.m. Because again, we have an advantage. We, you know, they're all the way on the Pacific time zone. And as you go, everybody else is later. So it was already 7 a.m. our time. So we were able to get up nice and early, had some breakfast that we had bought from the hotel, you know, cereal, things like that. So we were able to be all ready to go by six, which is why we made the decision. I was thinking about the 7 a.m. bus and I was like, you know, I bet you if other people are rope dropping, this bus is going to have a line, which is something you learn in Walt Disney World. There's going to be a line for the bus. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went ahead and I just said, let's just go get in line about like 6.30. Why not? So we made it down there at 6.35 and no one else was there. So we kind of just sat in the lobby and then I noticed a few other people trickle out. So we then immediately hopped up and got in the line. It's not very set up to be a line, so it can get chaotic. But if I think if the first few people show that it's a line, that helps. So we got in line with the first few people and we were able to be right on that seven o'clock bus. We made it into Disneyland by like seven ten in the morning by the time we got on the bus and off the bus and through security, which was really exciting. You know, it's always fun to scan in first thing in the morning. And we went we had a plan to hit Alice in Wonderland first because it's sort of like a Peter Pan in Disneyland where you won't be able to get on it probably if you don't do it first thing before the lines. And it's not something you want to wait in line for 40 minutes for. It's not kind of, it's right. not up there. So we went to the Tomorrowland side and the Matterhorn's right in front of you. And we lined up there for our rope drop and heard the announcement, which was different than last year or our previous trips in the year. So that was really cute. And we were able to rush in. It's always kind of crazy at rope drop because some people do what they're supposed to do and walk. And then there's those people who just run, they sprint. Mm -hmm. And the cast members are telling us, there's like 500 people here. Like there's no rush. You guys are all going to go do different things, calm down. So it's hard not to get into it when you see other people like running, but Mm -hmm. we managed to walk calmly and we were able to walk on to Alice in Wonderland, which we love just love that ride. And it is something that only Disneyland has, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and then because of, we try to think sensibly in the morning, Matterhorn's right across. So we went to Matterhorn right after that. And then I always think about pirates early in the morning. It's something that the wait times don't get crazy because it's constantly moving, but we went to pirates and did a walk on, which I love. I don't feel like I'm fully in Disney until I can get on pirates and we hadn't been able to get on pirates the day before. So I had to do that quickly. And then from there, you know, I should have started earlier, but we kind of start those lightning lanes. I did realize because we had talked last time and I was not too sure because I feel like I've missed something, but no, until you scan into your lightning lane, you can't 
schedule your next one. So you have to be super planned about the lightning lanes in Disneyland and catch the one with the earliest time so that you can take care of that and then immediately schedule your next one. So I remember last time we were talking about it, we were trying to clarify if the two hour rule exists. So are you saying the two hour rule does not exist there? It did not work. Hi there, future Virginia popping in to just say that as I was editing this episode and listening back to my conversation with Jessica and her experience with the Genie Plus system over in Disneyland, I started digging on the Disneyland website because I began to suspect that it seemed like Jessica was experiencing a glitch with the Disneyland Genie Plus app because everything I'd heard about the service was that it worked similarly to Walt Disney World, where if you have a Genie Plus Lightning Lane booked and it is more than two hours away, then after two hours has passed, you can go ahead and book your next one, even though you have not uh, tapped in for your Lightning Lane reservation yet. So you will find in the show notes the link directly to the Disneyland website, where it does indicate that that is the same as at Disney World. Um, So I really think that Jessica was experiencing a glitch with the app on this particular trip. So take that for what it is. If you also have an issue when you are at Disneyland trying to use uh, Genie Plus and trying to take advantage of that two-hour rule, then you know please let us know. But more importantly, please check in with a guest experience team member and let them know what's going on. Because from what I see directly in writing on Disneyland's website, that is not the way it's supposed to work. So seems like a glitch. We all know that Disney IT has its glitches from time to time, and they are, uh, you know, sort of the bane of our existence. So anyway, just wanted to pop in and let everyone know that as we continue this conversation about what Genie Plus could and could not do for Jessica on her particular trip. So that's it. Back to the interview. It did not work um, because we had a lightning lane planned out for two hours or more than two hours past the time I made it. And it was like, let's say 10 a.m. And I had one scheduled for noon. So once we got within that two hour window, I was trying to set it up and it wouldn't work. So and then I tried another time two hours after I had made a lightning lane. They say not eligible. So until you scan in, you're not able to. The thing you can do is you do a lightning lane reservation. And then if you do one of the ones that you pay for, so like uh-huh. Radiator Springs Racers, Rise of the Resistance, you can have that scheduled at the same time. So okay. that's that was what I realized. And I had thought that, but I thought, okay, maybe I'm missing something. But no, you can't stack them in Disneyland. I mean, I guess, you know, from everything I hear, it's, it's so much more availability like in the moment, like here's something it's available now. So I guess that may work out for most people, but for someone who wants to like plan for their evening, like that's basically what I do is I majority of the time I'm stacking at Disney world. So I don't know if I would feel like that was as good of value, but I don't know. It's definitely tough because yes, like, For example, by 10 a.m. each day, because the Haunted Mansion had that overlay of the Nightmare Before Christmas, they fill up incredibly fast. So you'd be checking it maybe by 10 or 11, and the nearest time window would be like 6 p.m. And you don't want to do that because then you have no ability to use your lightning lane throughout the day. So it does get a little frustrating. I feel like if you do not use it exactly right, Mm -hmm. it does lose its value. So that's why I really always recommend to people... 
you have to rope drop at Disneyland. It may not be that way at Disney World. You have to do it at Disneyland because then you can do everything you want to do. And then you use those lightning lanes to hit them again. Um, so we would do like Haunted Mansion Holiday first thing. And then we would use our lightning lane to use it maybe a couple hours later. The one thing that is a good hack, <laughs> maybe, um, Minnie and Mickey's is now on the regular Genie Plus. It's no longer something you have to pay for, which it was the last two times I've been. So we would hit Minnie and Mickey's first thing in the morning, and then I would reserve a lightning lane. The thing about Minnie and Mickey's is it goes down. I don't know if it's like this in Disney World, but all day. It'll just be down, down, down. It does frequently go down. It just just like uh, Rise of the Resistance. It's like the similar technology. Yes. So. Exactly. So much technology that if one thing goes wrong, they have to shut it down. So um, I did realize that, okay, we'll set up a Minnie and Mickey's. And then if that goes down, we have a free lightning lane to use on any attraction. So that's actually how we got on to Haunted Mansion Holiday twice because they were unavailable, but I had a Minnie and Mickey's set up kind of knowing it was going to go down. And then I was able to just walk to Haunted Mansion and use it there. So, yeah, you know, sometimes that can be a benefit and I hate to even say it, but if you know something's going to go down frequently, maybe book it and then take advantage of it when it does. So Yeah. Or if you know something <laughs> that can't really run very well, if there's going to be like a thunderstorm or whatever, like yes. go ahead and book that one. <laughs> exactly. Perfect. Exactly. Fortunately, well, fortunately and unfortunately, there's not the weather issues in California that they have in Florida. So yeah. there's rarely weather events there. So initially as well, we had... Um, the Goofy's Kitchen reservation for Tuesday. And I quickly mm -hmm. decided that wasn't going to happen because once we had been there Monday and yeah. experienced the crowds, I was like, okay, no, we don't have time for breakfast. It's going to have to be a rope drop day. So we okay. actually canceled all of our breakfast um, plans. We had uh, Goofy's Kitchen. We had Plaza Inn with Minnie. And I, uh -huh. I just told my daughter, I'm like, well, if you really want to go, we can go, but this is what's going to happen. So right. we quickly... Get, just got rid of the reservations. So. Okay. I'm glad you said something because I did have it in my notes. And when you when you yeah. said you went in for rope drop, I was like, she must have bumped it. I'm going to just wait and <laughs> see where it, where it pops up again. <laughs> yep. Nope. We okay. didn't have time for that. And, you know, in there's so many, you can eat in Disneyland. I mean, the yeah. world will order nowadays. We would be on a ride and she would say, I'm hungry. So we just mobile order. We love Red Rose Tavern for that. They have the Mickey pancake breakfast for the kids, bacon, mm -hmm. coffee for the grown-ups. I don't love the adult selection of breakfast. Um, sometimes they do a good job, but they have like this harvest bowl thing with like tater tots and eggs and things. I just don't like it. But, you know, for I mean, whatever they you do. Didn't, you didn't have to say you didn't like it because I could tell by your face. You're like, <laughs> It was not good. Yeah, I've had it before. I think it's the sauce. They use some sort of like mayo-based sauce on it. It's Ew. Not, with, not my thing. I'm, so, yeah. I'm sorry. For anybody who cares for eggs with mayo, I'm sorry if I've offended you <laughs> by my my gut reaction there. But that's I love mayo. I am from the South. I grew up in North Carolina. Yeah. I love a good mayo. Yeah. Not with my eggs. No, thank you. Yeah, it's just <laughs> a skip. It's a skip. So, uh -huh. um, But it, there's so many options. We just decided... If you're not on a long enough trip, the breakfast things just aren't going to work out. So, I okay. So I have to ask: your original plan was to park up around eleven, like as soon as you could, knowing that you didn't get to do much the day before. Did you wait to park up, or did you continue with your original plan? 
I think we did end up, because it was like 10 o'clock on the first day when we got there, we did wait a little bit later to park hop, but you know, you can see the wait time. No, I, I, I mean, I, yeah. I mean on your second day though, on oh, Tuesday, because, because your first day, you didn't get as much done as you would have thought. Did you park hop on Tuesday at the planned time? Or did you say, no, we're going to stay here in Disneyland a little bit longer because we didn't get very much done the day before? You know, I think we were really close to the 11, 11 30 mark when we park hop that day because mm-hmm. breakfast was at 10 30, the breakfast that we chose to have. Um, and as we were sitting there, we had already gone through five or six rides, um, hit the things that we wanted to do. And it really starts to build right around 11 or 12 in Disneyland. Everybody kind of starts showing up local people or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I think we did go ahead and park hop. I know that we utilized our lightning lanes that day. We were able to do Midway Mania. We were able to do Soren. Um, those are our two major things that we like to hit when we get to California Adventure. Mm-hmm. I We did Incredicoaster with my daughter once, and I think that was it for us. I can no longer do the roller coasters like I used to. Thunder Mountain's fine. You know, Matterhorn, although very painful, and it's a mm-hmm. full back adjustment. <laughs> It's hard. It really is painful. Um, those are not too bad, but Incredicoaster is just too much for us. Um, okay. And she loves the Avengers that we talked about last time. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy, Mission Breakout, which is our Tower of Terror, sadly. Um, but I can't do it. I just can't. I can't do the pancake mm-hmm. flipping. I will sacrifice when we go to Walt Disney World. I love Tower of Terror. So I will take it for Tower of Terror, but I'm just not into it. Marvel. It's just not my thing. So I'm just like, it's not worth it. Sorry. We're going to skip that one. So I know she's a little young now, but when she gets a little older, if, if she likes that one, do you think she's the kind of kid who would be, be comfortable riding it while you take the chicken exit and wait for her at the end? Probably not. No, I don't think so. And hopefully that changes, but as I see it now, I would not think so. No, she's okay. still a little bit not it's funny. It depends on the situation, but in that situation, I don't see her doing it. No. Um, yeah, we, we, we love the single rider lines and all that, but, and I thought about that for so many things that maybe when she gets older, we can just hit these single rider lines for Mm -hmm. some of this. So I hope so. We'll have to work on that. We'll build up to it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anything else to report on Tuesday? I don't think so. I mean, it was just a really awesome day. I had the goal Because depending on the time of year, it's very difficult to see Disneyland at night because it wasn't getting dark in June till like 8.30 or 9. So we were having such issues when you are on the bus by, or in June, we weren't on the bus, but when you're getting in there by 8 a.m. and then you're kind of like waiting and waiting and you don't want to take the midday breaks because I'm not big on midday breaks. We'll sit somewhere in the park. Um, So by nine, it was tough. Um, we really, we really didn't get to see Disneyland in the dark in June. Um, and then our prior trip in January, it rained the entire time. So we were not in the mood to stay around till dark in January, but right now in October, it's getting dark about six, six thirty, So okay. at least dusk enough to see lights. So I really wanted to stay in Disneyland, um, until dark on Tuesday, get some photos, small world at night is gorgeous got some really awesome photos of small world and autopia at night as well as main street of course and the castle um one note about tuesday so we went in monday and the castle was normal 
we come back Tuesday for rope drop and they had started already putting the snow on the castle for Christmas. And I know the internet I had seen was upset about that because Disneyland's over here rushing everything. It's too early. It's too early. It is too early. And I'm sick of the snow. We go in January so much. I see the snow every time and I'm like, oh, it's back. So (laughs) Tuesday there was snow. So I'm not loving the castle pictures I got because they're kind of weird now because it's like one thing of snow in the middle. So I was bummed about that um, for my castle pictures. But anyway, we got some good nighttime footage of the park. So that was our goal. And then we were going to try for the other, uh, for California Adventure the following day. All right. So let's get into Wednesday. You were planning to rope drop again because that's who you are. (laughs) Did you make it for rope drop? (laughs) We did. It was um, a little bit rougher. I think the long day and just the heat did get to us a little bit Tuesday, just because again, we're not used to humidity and things like that. But um, I was able to rope drop on Wednesday, same exact thing we did as Tuesday. So the the method worked. We were able to get on the bus, one of the first couple of groups. We were able to be right at the rope for rope drop. Uh, So Wednesday, we look at the castle and there's even more snow. Um, They just kept adding it at night. And then I was noticing like tiny things in the park. Um, we noticed on Jungle Cruise, they had already hung some of the ornaments for the Jingle Cruise overlay. So they were kind of off to the side, but if you know, you know. So it's like, oh my gosh. So I was just kind of like, ah. I, I'm sorry. It Like how long does it take to hang some ornaments? Like why did they have to do that right this second? It's not anywhere near the end of the month yet. Well, and I will say I've noticed with Disney, and I think this is just like our entire country as a whole since COVID, things are harder to get done. It seems like we just don't get them done. So when we would go in January and past years, there would be almost no sign of Christmas left. We missed Haunted Mansion overlay in January and years past. The last two years, it's still been going. They leave it up. Um, The Christmas decorations are still everywhere. I mean, it's just different. And I get it, like staffing or getting things done in the same manner that we used to do might be more difficult now, but it's just a different process than years past where you would see, you know, on social media where it would go from like Halloween to Christmas overnight type thing. Yeah. Like people would always say, if you're there um, November 1st, you'll wake up and it'll be Christmas. So people always say to go in that time frame because you'll get Halloween on one day and then Christmas the next. I just don't think that's a thing anymore. I don't think it's a thing anymore. It could be different in Walt Disney World, but here it's just not happening. And it's smaller in in Disneyland. So you would think it would be easier. But Well, I start seeing things in the stores that are Christmas related, like as early as August. And it, yeah. it's insane to me. And I don't know about you, but I feel like the older I get, the faster time goes. And my theory on that is when you're younger, a day is a larger percentage of your life as a whole. Whereas when you're older, it is such a tiny percentage. So like the days, the weeks, the months, they go by insanely fast. And I do not need you rushing Christmas because it just feels like the year is going by even faster. I already feel like I don't have enough time. So it made me really not excited for Christmas because we're there for Halloween season. We're here specifically for spooky season. We didn't make Oogie Boogie this year, sadly, but we're still in the spirit. And I agree. I start to see the snow. I see the merch in the stores. And I'm like, 
what the heck? You know, and the, the Halloween merch was really kind of depleted. So we were already moving into Christmas and that could be why that happened. I don't know, but I was definitely noticing that. And it's just not what I wanted to see. I didn't want to see it. And it's, to me, it's so hot there and they have all the sweaters out (laughs) and hats and the fuzzy Crocs. And I'm like, no, no, (laughs) it's still summer basically. But no, um, it's definitely weird. And when you go in August, that's not going to happen. I mean, you might see some Christmas stuff like you're saying, but it's full on Halloween already. And some people may be still in the summer mode. And then as you go, now we're not even at Halloween and they're ready for Christmas. So yeah, I totally get it. It was a little bit, a little bit weird. Um, like I said, in years past, I think those turnovers have been more timely and now they're just starting to stretch them out further. And so further. I know they have a lot of pumpkins and things like that in the Disneyland park. Do they do any Halloween decorations over in DCA? They do. So because it's Oogie Boogie Bash in that park, they have a lot of bats everywhere. So instead of the pumpkins on the light poles, they have like a bat motif going on. Um, They do a lot of purple. So at night, there's purple lights everywhere. Um, There is Carthay Circle, um, the restaurant, which mimics the LA restaurant. And they have like a bunch of bats coming out of the window. Um, So there's, there's, Halloween decor, it's more bats rather than pumpkins. And then much like Main Street in Disneyland, which has, well, Disneyland doesn't, they will do little nods to spooky season in the windows. So they'll have like pumpkins maybe, or we actually saw the book from Hocus Pocus in one of the windows, which was really cool um, with the eyeball. Uh So we were able to find that. So they'll have like subtle nods in the windows. And then the merch, of course. But over in DCA, they actually had the full, um, they had some window displays with like classic Mickey cartoons, like back when. So they had like Mickey seeing his shadow with the candlelight. I don't know specifically what episodes these are, but they had the skeletons that you see everywhere. There was a lot of merch around that this year. Um, Just a lot of classic stuff in the windows there. They have so much more room over there being a newer park. They have bigger windows, better areas for display. And then you'll see stuff that's set up specifically for Oogie Boogie. So like the photo ops, the step and repeats as they call them are set up everywhere, but there's no one using them because it's not Oogie Boogie Bash. Um, They have the character spot, trick or treat spots set up, but again, nobody's there. They're just kind of blank sitting there. So um, okay, so Wednesday you you rope dropped uh, Disneyland. How long did you stay in the Disneyland side? I think it was about the same. I find even though we try to do things differently or go out of our comfort zones, we really always wind up doing like the same things. Um, and really, that's also for walking purposes. Disneyland's small again, but you want to take care of things in clusters so you're not back and forth back and forth Mm -hmm. so we really did basically the same pattern I mean Alice in Wonderland Matterhorn we did um a Minnie and Mickey that morning Mm -hmm. it was a walk-on um we did a Thunder Mountain while we were still at Minnie and Mickey's they had Pete from the Minnie and Mickey cartoons the big I don't know if he's a dog or a cat. I think I heard he was a cat, actually. Is he? I don't know. Dog, cat, <laughs> cow. It's impossible to tell what. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was um, actually loading people into the queue at Minnie and Mickey's Runaway Railway, which seemed cute. But then you realize everybody's stopping for pictures. So mm. that got a little bit annoying. It's like, okay, 
let's go. But um, so we saw Pete over there. We hit Big Thunder. Uh, my daughter loves uh, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. So we had to do that because I feel like the two previous days, it was also down a lot. Um, there was a point where Toad was down, Snow White was down, everything in that little area was down. Um, so we, we always have to do Toad while it's a walk-on as well, which mm-hmm. it usually it's is. It's a classic. Have it's to. a classic. It's cute. And it's, we, should, we actually watched the, the movie. It's weird, but it's cute. It's weird. Well, and once I had her watch the movie, she was like, that's not what happens on the ride. And I'm like, I know. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, cause on the ride you wind up, he winds up in hell. In hell, and yes. <laughs> that never happens in the movie. I'm like, you're right. Yeah, I don't know what what went I on with that. I would like to be a fly on the wall of that imagineering session where they were like, "What if we send <laughs> Mr. Toad to hell?" <laughs> Let's be honest, that's what he deserves. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. But uh, so, Mr. Toad, I love I love Snow White. My daughter's not a huge. I don't know. She's not a huge fan. I love it, especially the reimagined version now. Instead of Snow White's scary adventures, it's the Enchanted Wish or something now, and it's it's just beautiful what they've done. It's it's new, it's bright, it's cute. I love it. So we had to do that. I love doing Pinocchio. She also doesn't like that, so I had her do Pinocchio. I don't know why I like it either, but it's just cute. I like Pinocchio. Um, it's cute, and if I'm remembering correctly, there's like a cool effect in there when he. I think when he like turns into the donkey version of Pinocchio or something, it's like the way they make him look like he changes into that. I'm trying to remember. Yes. It's been a while. No, you're right. It's some kind of mirror effect or something when you yeah. see him and then he turns around. So absolutely. Yeah. So I love that. And then of course we had to do pirates, had to hit haunted mansion holiday again. Um, we did jungle cruise that day. I love jungle cruise. You know, some people I've realized now being on, you know, Disney Instagram, it's divided. A lot of people don't like mm-hmm. Jungle Cruise. I'm a fan. I, I don't know. I love it, but I love dad jokes. So right, <laughs> I know it's so <laughs> it's so. Oh, it, it kills me on the ride because people will just sit there. They don't laugh. They don't like participate, and it's just cringy to me. I'm like, no, it, it. Listen, I when I ride Jungle Cruise, it's like my my full time job is to be a good audience member. Like I am like right there with the person and I'm laughing and like listening to them the whole time. And I'm like, I, I don't know what I think my goal is, is that maybe it's that I get off the ride and they're like that one audience member. She was like really into it. Like she was the best. I don't know. <laughs> Am I trying for a prize? I have no idea. <laughs> it's the people pleaser thing. I don't know. Exactly. I'm with you. Exactly. Yeah, I'm, with you. <laughs> I'm the same way. And I get so like bothered by anyone who's not paying attention or like in this case, we were on the boat with people. They were just stone faced the whole time. And that just bothered me so much. I'm like, this is fun. So of course it's fake, but it's fun. You know, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. it's not a safari. Um, no, it's not. <laughs> it is not a safari. Um, day three, I think, and I had messaged you. I don't remember if it was day two or three, but is when we were walking down Main Street and we saw Nate from Paging Mr. Morrow walking mm-hmm. down the street. And with the shirts that he wears, the Roosevelt shirts, he's mm-hmm. shining like the sun, you know? So you see some guy walking down with this, loud print um Uh, and so he was super nice i it was i usually don't i'm kind of getting embarrassing the older i get but i (laughs) i immediately was like oh my gosh paging mr morrow so we um he was really sweet we talked for two or three minutes he was very nice 
Um, he had been in town for a D23 event, not actual D23, but, you know, the 100 years. I had a bunch of influencers there. So we talked for a few minutes and um, he was very nice, very nice. Uh, yeah, I had met him. It was it was it was funny because like when you had messaged me, it was only a few days before that I had met him at the New York City Comic Con. He had posted that he was going to be at the Roosevelt's booth, and I was like, "Well, I I can't not go see him." So mm-hmm. I went, and there was a little line to to get up to take a picture with him, and. They didn't really have that many Roosevelt shirts, but they were they were cool. Um, but they just didn't have like their full selection there. Um, mm-hmm. It seemed like most people were there just to meet him. <laughs> um, but he was like taking a couple of minutes with each person, and I think that's why the line was kind of moving a little bit slower. Like it, I was probably in line to see him like I don't know fifteen twenty minutes. Um, but when I got up there, he was like really nice and chatted with me for a few minutes, and it did not feel like he was you know, in a rush. I didn't feel like I have to just get out of here and, you know, make way for the other person. Like I pulled up on my phone and showed him the picture of Alex and us with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Like he was like, oh, that's so cool. And so he was so nice. I really appreciated the opportunity to meet him. And it sounds like he's like that every time he meets someone. So. No, Nate is so nice. And like I said, I I was like a little embarrassed at myself after we walked away because I'm like, I can't believe I like actually talk to him in public but he was super nice very nice guy so that was exciting and um I wish I would have took a picture but you know in the moment you're just kind of like well so um and we were quite literally in the middle of main street so it's not really the spot where you just kind of hang out for a long time so but it was really cool um that was exciting does your daughter know who he is she noticed um, because I've showed her certain things. She's more familiar with like Tim Tracker, the trackers. Okay. Yeah. Um, because we watch those videos for a long time, um, especially the resort tours to try to figure out where we're going to stay and things like that. Alex still talks about the one time we ran into the trackers. <laughs> like, that would be a whole different thing. <laughs> Jackson was a baby. And like now when he, when Alex sees Jackson, he's like, oh, I remember when he was like, he talked about it like he knows him. <laughs> Like, I remember right. when he was such a little baby. And I'm like, yeah, we, we saw him once. <laughs> uh, that would be super neat. I always think about seeing those kind of people in the parks. Um, in Disneyland, I feel like there's celebrities everywhere. You don't always see them. Um, I never do. Um, Blend in very easily. And if you're just, like, going about and doing your own thing, unless you specifically are kind of, like, giving people more than a second long stare... Mm-hmm. It's very easy not to notice somebody, even if they're right next to you. So, oh yeah, I think there was four or five or more families from our school school in Disneyland during this trip, and I'm sure we were close to them at some point, but I didn't see anybody. So, <laughs> and those um, are actual people you know in real life, <laughs> right? So that might stand out a little bit more. But no, yeah, I agree. Especially if you're like me in the parks, you're like on a mission. At every moment, right. there's no time to be looking around and yeah. paying attention to other people. It's li- quite literally Jessica's personal mission breakout. <laughs> that's it. Yes, that's why I'm there. And that's, you know, we always get, um, actually how I got into the travel agency thing was people are constantly asking to go to Disney with me. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, you know what you're doing? I, let's go with you. Let's plan a trip. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, you don't want to go with me. 
you will not enjoy yourself. This is not the type of thing we should be doing. I'll help you. So I would help people all the time plan trips. And so then that's how I got into what I do now. But um, I always tell people, you don't want to go with me. My own family barely wants to go with me. So just you do your thing. I need to do it. (laughs) (laughs) At least you know that about yourself. (laughs) Exactly. That's the first step. Awareness. Uh (laughs) All right. Anything else to report on Wednesday? Oh, yes. Uh, I forgot. We did. I was able to secure a last, last minute reservation for Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique for my daughter. Oh, okay. So that was fun. I mean, she's done it three other times. So I always say when it's just her and I on these trips, we skip it because it is kind of a treat. It's not cheap. Um, but we were, we got that last minute reservation and I thought, okay, this is fine. We'll do a, you know, an Instagram thing on it, which I haven't done yet, but, um, she was Tinkerbell this time and okay, uh, so cute. Um, the last two times, and this isn't a big deal, but she's had men do her makeovers. So because mm-hmm. they have female and male um, assistants, fairy godmother assistants. So this time we had the sweetest, cutest little lady. She was very tiny and she had the voice of the fairy godmother. I mean, she did like the little, she had a whole character of her own and it Aww. was just awesome. It was adorable. She was the sweetest lady. And she did such a good job. She took really good care of her. I feel like it went a lot faster because the last two times um, it was pretty slow, which is fine. But uh, she was able to get everything done and she was just really magical and so much fun. And then it carried over. We do the the package that includes the photo session afterwards. Um, and so then the photographer, he was like Olaf, like the character Olaf. It was so funny. He was hilarious. So it was really cool because I feel like in years past, especially since COVID, um, sometimes you don't get those experiences with every cast member. You know, they're overwhelmed. Things are kind of difficult sometimes. And so to have those two back to back was just so much fun. Um, They were both so into what they were doing and it was adorable. So um, I was super excited to experience that just watching her and then she had so much fun everybody was into it it was adorable oh i can't wait to see the pictures because i don't think i've ever seen a kid with a bibbidi bobbidi boutique tinkerbell makeover because so often they're picking the princesses so i'm interested to see what what that looks like it's so cute and we had wings and everything and it wasn't until after words because they're big plastic wings so afterwards I'm like oh no how are we getting these home but we made it they made it they work they're in one piece (laughs) they made it in the suitcase so Um, but it's really cute so yeah I'll be doing a whole post on that because it's just so cute to see the experience and I think I have not done Bibbidi Bobbidi in Walt Disney World we are going to have to try for that in February Um, but in Disneyland it's kind of an odd setup. You go in in one space, you go do the makeovers in another, and then you literally have to walk around the castle on the outside to get to the photos. So it's definitely not in one spot. Um, yeah, I've, that is yeah. the only Bibbidi Bobbidi boutique I've ever been to actually is in Disneyland because, uh, you know, we have 
my son Alex, he's never been interested in doing the Prince makeover. Um, like for a while, I thought maybe I'll get him the pirate one over near Pirates of the Caribbean, but it just never happened. And now he's too old. Um, but when we went to Disneyland with my brother-in-law and his family, my niece was there. And so it was like, finally, we have a girl to do Bippity Boppity Boutique. So yes. we did that over there. And it was it was a lot of fun to finally be able to sit and watch watch a kid get a makeover, you know, personally after having seen it online for so many years. It's adorable. It really is. That's what I figure. I'm like, it's expensive. But, you know, she is getting to that age. I think mm-hmm. they cut it off at 12. So even yeah. if she doesn't lose interest, they're going to cut her off at a certain point. So right. it just... Yeah you got to do it. And this was really cute. Um, she has done Aurora, Anna from Frozen 2 and Anna Frozen 2. And I don't know what the other one was. We have so many costumes, um, but we've done three of them. So, and it's just so cute. I love it. Yeah. All right. So what time of day was that? How much, how much Tinkerbell time did she have in her costume? Ah, uh, I was, this is a definite don't do. It was a, like a one o'clock. So you really okay. do want to do it first thing in the morning, but those are the time slots that fill up so fast. And we had, this was a last minute trip as many of them are. So we were unable to jump on it right away to mm-hmm. secure an early morning reservation, which I would normally recommend, of course. Um, but this was an opening that somebody had canceled. So it was one o'clock in the afternoon and I mean, we still had a good five or six hours in it. So that was good because by then, you know, the hair is bugging them, the mm-hmm. costumes itchy. So I think it was good enough. I'm assuming you have to take your, your wings off every time you want to ride a ride. <laughs> yes. We had to take the wings on and off and it was just, it was a lot. It was a lot. Um, the wand accessory was super cool because they always have you get a wand and things like that. This wand has... The normal stuff but the bottom has a button and it shoots out a projection or like a shadow of tinkerbell from the bottom so she oh. was able to like put tinkerbell on the walls and on the floor and um we saw a bunch of other little girls who had them and they had no idea that it did that so we were going around all day showing them what it does and uh-huh. so that was fun i always i always put on my customer service hat even when i'm not at work <laughs> and so I'm one of those people that's like, oh, did you know that this does this? You know, um, I try not to do that in Disney because you, you, sometimes you tell people something you think they don't know. And they're like, yeah, I know. But the wand thing went well. Nobody knew about the wand. So. Okay, good, 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 good. <laughs> All right. All right. That sounds like a jam-packed Wednesday. What time did you end up getting back to the hotel that night? Do you remember? So we ended up going to California Adventure you know, multiple times that day. So we had gone over for um, park hopping, did a couple of the rides again. And then we came back to Disneyland for Bibbidi, did a couple um, more attractions. Then we went back to California Adventure and you can do that in Disneyland because it's right across. It's very quick. Um, And so we were, the goal of that day was to stay in California Adventure till dark to see California Adventure at night. It's beautiful also. Um, And there was no Oogie Boogie that night. So the prior night, Tuesday, Oogie Boogie had been going on. So they were kicking everybody out at six o'clock. So we were there Wednesday. We were able to stay. But I think because of Oogie Boogie being on Tuesday and Thursday night, Wednesday was so crowded. I mean, it was really 
usually that park is not as bad because there's more room to move around. Um, people are kind of spread out, but it was jam packed. So we went to Cars Land. We saw the lighting happen. Yeah, that's really where you want to be. If you've not been to Disneyland, when it gets dark, if you're standing in Cars Land, everything lights up and they play that shaboom, shaboom, yeah. whatever that song is. And so it's just magical. Yes. And we noticed we were actually close enough because I've heard the song, I've seen the lights come on, but I didn't know the cast members were like down there waving flags around and things like that. So we were right in front of them. Um, but again, super, super crowded. Um, very, very packed in there. So we just kind of hung out for a little bit, um, had some cozy cone ice cream, um, took a couple nighttime photos. And then at that point, it was like, okay, we're exhausted. That was our second day of, you know, gosh, almost 12 hours in the parks. So I was like, let's, let's head out. And, you know, the bus thing too, just one thing that kind of bugged me about it is I had that anxiety of like getting onto a bus and not missing it. Right. Um, we always have the option. We could have called like an Uber, but you feel bad doing that to people when it's like a three minute drive. So right. I didn't want to do that. Um, but so I had that lingering anxiety every night. Now the last bus would run an hour after park closing. So they would have been out till 1.15 a.m. But you, you figure a lot of families probably go back around the same time. So it was a little bit of a chore getting on the bus in the evening um, because that line system was just gone. So the bus would pull up and then there's just like this mob of people, the, the classic Disney thing, people just rushing to one thing. Um, so we were okay. We did not miss the bus. We were able to get on it, but it was just that extra anxiety of needing to get there. So about eight or nine every night we were headed out. So, um, that's, we made it and then we would get back to the hotel and of course we'd have to eat again. The eating thing is always a mess in Disney, especially with kids, you know, you feed them and then I'm hungry. So lucky for us, this hotel had, you know, the deli and everything. So we were able to take care of that, but you know, it was nice just to go back and relax because you know, you're going to get up early the next day. And that night in particular, I did have to pack everything, get everything ready because in the morning we were going to get up and go to the parks, but I had to take my suitcases to the lobby. So. Okay. And I remember that you were going to scope out how big the lockers were because you had heard that they might fit suitcases. What ended up happening? So I think that there there's the regular lockers for things like shopping stuff, you know, your Mm -hmm. merchandise that you buy. And then in a different area, they do have some larger lockers, but we're talking like what you would, what your requirements would be for like a carry on bag. So if you're a carry on for an airplane, that's kind of what's going to fit in there. And we did not have carry on size stuff. So (laughs) that did not work. I'm glad I looked at it because there was no way these suitcases were going to go in there. And, you know, thinking about the bus and everything, it would have been a nightmare honestly, with my suitcases. Cause that's they're true. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So luckily the, like most hotels, the Anaheim has the Anaheim Majestic has a, a room, a Bellman room, and they'll take your stuff and give you a little ticket. So that day, or we were able to just cram everything in there. So. Okay. So Thursday, when you dropped your luggage off at that Bell Services location, what time was that? Um, and were you rope dropping on Thursday as well. (laughs) We didn't make it on Thursday. We were, uh, you know, you get the leg cramps and it was, it was pretty much over for me by then. 
I was really sore by day four. So we were hurting, we were tired. So I think we woke up probably like 30 minutes later than normal. So I had my daughter just sleep. I got everything ready to go. By the time we got on the bus, it was probably 8.30. Which so is still not early. Many. I mean, still early. Yeah. It was still fine. And when we got into the park. Jessica land. <laughs> yes. For me, it was a, it was a fail. <laughs> but uh, we, no, we, it was still really chill by the time we got in there. Um, I was a little bit apprehensive because it was a Thursday. So that's when typically people will start to arrive again, you know, the next wave of people, but it was totally chill. Um, we were there from like 9am in the park till roughly two o'clock in the afternoon. Um, we did a light morning in Disney, just kind of doing the things that we would miss pirates. I love it's a small world again, a controversial thing, but I love it. So I like it in the small world, but I especially like it in Disneyland because <sighs> they have all of the characters built into the dolls as well. So. Yes. I didn't realize that was just a, a Disneyland thing until recently. Um, so yeah, that's super fun to spot those. And, you know, you always get first timers or Disney World people in there and then they're starting to realize the characters are there. So my daughter, I kind of noticed she would like point them out to like out loud, like, look, Cinderella. And people would be like, oh my gosh, you know, so it's a little <laughs> tour guide there. Um, but no, so we hit all the, the must-dos again, pirates. Um, I think we skipped Matterhorn because after two or three times, it's just painful. It's just painful. Mm -hmm. um, we love Big Thunder. We always have to do Big Thunder as much Big as Big Thunder can. is better in Disneyland. Uh, it's it really is. They have the uh, the TNT explosion part where you're going up the hill. It's the best. It's really fun. And it's just right in the middle of being thrilling, but not crazy. So mm -hmm. it's not going to make you sick. Hopefully. I hope that doesn't change for me over the years, but we love that one. Sadly, Space Mountain was under refurbishment. Um, oh, so okay. we didn't get to ride Space Mountain. That was a bummer. Um, we did Autopia more times than I'm used to, but she loves, now that she's tall enough to drive, she loves to drive. Um, so we did Autopia. We actually also did the Finding Nemo submarines, which used to be 10,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Yeah. yeah, I have not done that, and it's because I am too claustrophobic. <sighs> it's weird, and they do sit you down, and then they literally shut the top like a submarine and lock it, and it's kind of like, oh, no. Um, so I, I, I'm not a huge fan and I remember the 10,000 leagues under the sea. And I really loved that because I like the movie. I'm an old movie person. Um, mm -hmm. and the Nemo stuff, like they'll do, like, it's pretty much a lot of the same stuff in the beginning. And then they'll get into the Nemo stuff like two or three minutes in. So it's not a huge overlay to me, like what they've changed it to be, but she loved it. She was super amazed by it. So we had to do that a few times. That also has short lines. Um, they have the Casey Jr. train, which is like for little kids, and it kind of does a couple loops. And I like that one just because of the views. I love to see the views of Fantasyland and you get a real good eye on the crowds from up there. Um, and they go through the Storybook Canal track, sort of, um, where you see all the miniature castles and trees and stuff so i love that That area is so cute i love i love the storybook now 
it's classic Disneyland. I think that's where you really get the feels, honestly, um, that whole area. So we did that a couple of times, you know, just the fun stuff. And then um, I always like to do a, a loop on the railroad as one of my last things, because it's just kind of like a farewell to all the different stuff. We always, oh, bye, Toontown, bye, you know, Tomorrowland. So we kind of did a loop um, through there. And so that was fun. I love the train. Love it. Love it. Um, and then we did go ahead and head out and do a lightning lane for Soren one more time. We love Soren. Um, and then we just, you know, I, again, we had the bus to worry about the timing with the bus. We had a lift coming to the hotel. So we were kind of just, I would rather be early than rushing. I've learned. Um, and it's no emergency, especially when you're going to John Wayne, it's 20 minutes. 15 minutes away. So things will be okay. But, um, we, we did go ahead and leave the parks and head into world of Disney. We went to downtown Disney for a little bit. And, uh, that's when we saw all the Christmas. I mean, the Christmas March was kind of peeking through at all the stores, but world of Disney was literally half and half like the Christmas and the Halloween stuff. So that was crazy. Um, but, you know, it's always fun going to World of Disney. That's like a, a thing in itself. We have no yeah. Disney stores left in our state. So when we get to go to a World of Disney, it's a big deal. So, yeah, the only um, one we have here that I'm aware of is the one right in the middle of Times Square, which right. is a great <laughs> store, but I, I'm hardly ever in Times Square. But if I am in Times Square, nine times out of ten, I'm stopping at the Disney store. <laughs> oh, yeah, we the nearest one used from us was about 20 miles away, 20, 25 miles. We would go just for that. And we do still have like a box lunch, whatever that store is, um, which is super cute, but it's not the same. So um, we really do try to take advantage of the world of Disney when we can. So love it. Love everything about it. So cute. Very crowded all the time. Um, But we did one last loop through there. I realized as I get older, the main souvenir that I buy is like kitchen towels. So, and I don't use them. I have them in my Disney room, like laying out as like tablecloths sort of, but Uh they're just so pretty. They're so cute. So I had to get more towels. Um, That's again, getting older thing. Uh (laughs) Yeah. We like towels. Um, But you know, other than that, we just tried to take it easy and we were able to get on the bus on time to get back to Anaheim Majestic we were able to get our bags really easy. They're really friendly over there. Everybody was just so nice. Um, they're always in a good mood. We didn't encounter anyone who was treating us like an inconvenience or anything, which is nice, especially nowadays, let's be honest. Um, so really great staff. We had a great time. And then they do have that really, they have a nice um, lobby. So we were about 20, 25 minutes ahead of time for our lift to come. So we were just able to kind of get a snack and sit in the lobby and look at the cute decorations. They had put up like a projection um, in the lobby. So it was like a stained glass looking projection. So they had all these different Halloween scenes on there. Um, so we just kind of hung out and then waited for the lift to come. And the only thing that was a bummer is when I got to John Wayne, the Southwest app wasn't working. So, and the term, the check-ins, self-check-ins were not working. So that kind of freaked me out a little bit. So we had to... You had to actually stand in line and talk to a person? 
Yes. And um, (laughs) with everybody else, but again, nice that it's a small airport, but that should have been my sign because as we got through security and everything, we found out our flight was delayed like an hour and a half. So, okay. That was, I mean, it could have been worse though. An hour and a half is not too bad. Not too bad. Well, so my husband works at the Den airport in Denver. Mm -hmm. So, um, we actually found out later that all of Southwest had issues. It was computer failure, like across the board. So thank goodness it wasn't like it was way back in January before my last, one of my last trips, um, when they had the total system like outage and everything was haywire because I'm just like sitting there like, Oh no, Oh no. It's in trouble again. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we, luckily John Wayne's really easy. They have lots of restaurants. They have you know, lots of places to hang out. It's a small enough airport where you won't go getting lost because the Denver airport's massive. I mean, way different. Um, so we just kind of hung out. My daughter ate some pizza. I had a glass of wine and we just waited and watched all the chaos unfold as you do in the airport when things go wrong. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, that was the only hitch to the whole thing. I mean, if you can come away with only one inconvenience out of that kind of stuff with all that planning and moving around, that's not bad, especially on the way home. Yeah, exactly. On the way home. Fine. Yeah. It's on the way there that you're like, no, please don't mess up my day. Um, We did not get home until after midnight though. So that was a little stinky because you know, then you got to dig everything out of the suitcase. I didn't have a phone charger. I, I, I have a sleep uh, heating pad, another sign of getting older, and I didn't have that. So I had a rough night of sleep that night. But So did she have school on Friday? Was she supposed to no. have school on Friday? Okay. We're fall break. Now, what we did have, I was supposed to have a hair appointment at 9 a.m. Had to cancel that. Luckily, the gal who does my hair is a good friend of mine, so she doesn't care. Um, and then um, she had an orthodontist appointment that we did have to go to. So okay. we had already put it off when we moved the Disney trip out. So we mm-hmm. didn't have to get out of the house. I put on my Instagram story, like note to future self, do not make real life plans the day after Disney, like stop doing it. Why are you doing this? <laughs> and then we had, we had a, a dinner at a friend's house. We were going out that night to carve pumpkins and have dinner. So I mean, uh-huh. the whole day was just Which- like, Sounds like a lot of fun, but also when you come back from a trip like that, it's like, you don't really want to do anything. You just kind of want to lounge. Yeah. And we've had, we had a birthday party yesterday and we've got a birthday party today. So it's just not going to let up. We just gotta, we just gotta get through it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, this sounds like an amazing trip and I really am, am so happy that we got a chance to meet and that you were willing to come on and share all the details. And I hope that if anybody is looking for a travel planner and they uh, would like to reach out to you, that they will go to the show notes. We'll have your information there. Um, Anything else you want to say before we head out? No, I really appreciate also being able to meet you and having the chance to speak with you. This has been a really fun experience for me. And anytime we get to talk Disney, I mean, what's better than that? So I super appreciate it. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much, Jessica. Thank you.
Thank you again to Jessica for coming on the podcast. If you are in the planning stages of a Disneyland or a Disney World trip and are looking for the help of a Disney expert, please reach out to Jessica. She'd love to help you plan a vacation that will best suit your family, and all her information is in the show notes. And that will wrap it up for today. Thank you so much, everyone, for continuing to listen. If you have any friends or family who are planning a trip, please do share the show with them. I'd love to think of this not only as a fun spot to hear about others' trips, but also as a place that people can learn things for their own future trips. And with that, as always, keep daydreaming about where you long to be. (music) 